Today is Tuesday, December 19th, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. The myths Palestinians believe about Israel. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast, where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Subscribe and leave a rating email. We'd love to hear from you. Quick Start Podcast at CBN.org. Joining me now, Trey Gons Phillips, Billy Hallowell, getting through the news with the cray together. What's up, guys? How's it going? Well, my house smells like Christmas cookies, and I frankly <laughs> have already taken a vacation in my mind. So that's how I'm doing today. <laughs> there you go. I feel like we're all there mentally, you know? It's, well, the, it's that space between Thanksgiving and Christmas. You just kind of feel like, what? what's the point? Just just go eat a lot of meals <laughs> and a lot of cookies. I feel like this <laughs> you is know? you guys trying to get a couple extra days here. This is what it sounds like to me. But listen, I'm is it working? in the mode, too. Well, my dog is helping me do that. She smashed through my front window today while eagerly looking at a squirrel we're trying to kick off the week and the dog smashes through the window so what are you gonna do <laughs> cautionary but, tales about caution- having a dog yeah exactly especially a crazy golden retriever well a bigger dog yeah. yes but i digress it would be hard for for my dog to break a window She's <laughs> yeah, 10 she, pounds. the window would win I that would battle have to, i would have to be the one throwing her <laughs> <laughs> all right a lot to get to as i mentioned at the top bill maher breaking down the myths Palestinians believe about Israel. That's an interesting one. Yeah, it's interesting to hear Bill Maher sound off on all kinds of things recently because I have agreed with him more often than not, but I was actually surprised with how much I agreed with him and how much he got right with this analysis. Yeah, for an atheist, he's making a lot of sense these days. Um, Hopefully we can get him to come around on the Christianity thing. But on the main thing, actress Danica McKellar talks about her faith, and we'll get to all that and more coming up. But first, we're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. And the IDF, they've confirmed that soldiers shot and killed two Christian women on the grounds of Gaza City's only Catholic church. They acknowledged the civilian casualties to the media. This was following revelations about what happened from the Latin patriarch of Jerusalem, who sent a letter over the weekend detailing these events. Uh, saying that a woman and her daughter were killed at this Holy Family Church around noon from a sniper fire from the IDF. And he described the incident as unprovoked, saying the victims were shot in quote-unquote cold blood. The IDF says, though, that the operation was directed against a perceived threat in the area of the church, and it was part of their broader actions against Hamas. And they also said it's their policy not to target civilians. And they're investigating this incident right now, emphasizing their policy of targeting only terrorists and terror infrastructure, not civilians. And a young Tennessee mother who nearly lost her two children as a massive tornado swept through their family home earlier this month is thanking God for keeping her four-month-old son alive, found him laying in a tree as if somebody placed him there and said it had to be. God, those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out more stories over at CBNnews.com. A couple things. Um, Obviously, this Israeli story is just tragic. And look, as much as we've covered Israel and what's going on there, as Chuck Holton said on his update yesterday on our CBN News YouTube channel, he's been doing regular updates on what's going on there. While generally speaking, when you look at Hamas and Israel, you know, Israel is going to be generally doing the right thing, have more motives that are more in line with sort of the the morals of the West. But you still have to scrutinize everything that happens here, right? This is war. It is very, very 
highly dangerous combat in in a in close quarters combat inside a city that's just torn to shreds. The enemy is everywhere, and so um, it's you got to be you can't just assume that Israel's done right in every one of these situations. And so you have to look into it because that is a very disturbing report. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it is important to, you know, we know that Hamas is evil and that they're responsible right. for creating all of this chaos, but you still have to be discerning and ask those questions because human beings are sinful. Nobody is perfect. And yeah, these are complicated situations when you have this sort of evil raging and you're in a battle to stop it. Um, you know, these, th these things are going to happen. And again, we've, we've got to be fair in that while also remembering how we got here and what sparked this to begin with. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to apply the same logic as Christians we would apply to any situation, right? So that we know that God establishes governments, but we also know that they're operated by sinners uh, until, uh, until Christ returns. So yeah, I think it's a, a matter of looking at a situation and seeing, okay, where have you gone wrong and where have you gone right? But also recognizing evil for, for what it is, right? And not following into the moral equivalency trap that I think our culture so often wants us to fall into of of putting Hamas and Israel somehow on the same plane when they're they're not at all equitable. Yeah. And and this particular situation. And so what you should do is look at, okay, well, what happened? What's the report? What are people saying? And now the right. IDF is saying that yes, this happened. And so you have to say, well, how did this happen? Because clearly these are civilians in side a church even in a situation like that you have to know what your target is you can't just light up everything that's that's moving and so hopefully the idf gets to the bottom of this and we find out what happened i mean i have a lot of sympathy because again like you said trey this is all instigated anything that happens here is it's the fault of hamas because they're the ones yes. that kicked off this war right they started this israel obviously has to respond they want israel to respond on in some ways and so they're getting that provoked war. They want to destroy Israel, so they're provoking them into a war. And so all of that is the result of Hamas's actions back on October 7th. And they know the world's eyes are on them, right? So they can't have any of these things go overlooked or they can't brush it off. If someone makes a mistake as tragic as this, you've got to own it and you've got to have people pay the price if they indeed are found to have not followed the proper protocols and procedures that the IDF has in place. So just very, I mean, look, it's it's very, very tragic. We need to be praying for everybody. These are Christians that are still in Gaza, trapped in there. For whatever reason, they couldn't evacuate or didn't evacuate. And so we need to be praying for the Christians there and for all the people that are caught up uh, in this war. But I want to move on now to the focus story. It's kind of related. It's Bill Maher, as we mentioned at the top, he's an atheist who uh, obviously, we're not going to agree on when it comes to his views on faith, but he's been speaking out on a bunch of different issues. And the latest one is what he called the myth Palestinians believe. What was he talking about here? Yes. Yeah, so he was talking about uh, Palestinians, residents of Gaza, believing that the terrorists who are governing Gaza, which is Hamas, actually are being in, in some way persecuted by Israel, which of course is not not the case, uh, and that the leaders of Hamas are legitimately in some way wanting a two-state solution, which we also know to be completely untrue, despite the fact that that's what they and all kinds of left-leaning woke college campuses, even here in the United States, are claiming is what's actually happening. Nobody actually wants a two-state solution except potentially Israel, because Israel is kind of 
operated with one. And that's what Marr actually spoke about on the latest episode of his HBO show. He said there were deals on the table to share the land called Palestine in 1947, 1993, 1995, 1998, 2000, and 2008. And East Jerusalem could have been the capital of a Palestinian state that today might look like Dubai uh, rather than Gaza. Uh, He said Arafat was offered 95% of the West Bank and said, no, the Palestinian people should know that your leaders and the useful idiots on college campuses who are their allies are not doing you any favors by keeping alive the, quote, river to the sea myth. He said, where do you think Israel is going? Spoiler alert, it's going nowhere. Uh, So pretty strong comments there from from Bill Maher. Also, by the way, pointing out a, a legitimate truth, right, which is uh, that Palestine has essentially operated independently within land that geographically should belong to Israel, uh, but Israel's kind of left them alone, but they've never been, Hamas has never actually been happy with any sort of two-state solution in any format. Yeah, they end up just blaming Israel for all of their mismanagement of funds and uh, resources. I mean, this is should be an oil-rich region right there in Gaza. Instead, they're just shooting rockets over at Israel all the time. But he also defended Christians in his comment. What did he say there? Yeah, I think this is probably actually the most interesting part. Uh, He said, I see a lot of nativity scenes when I'm out, as you always do before Christmas. He said, and I can't help but think about where the manger actually really is. He said, it's in the West Bank. It's on Palestinian lands that are controlled by the Palestinian Authority. Uh, He went on to say, and we've talked about this before, he said in 1950, the town of Bethlehem was 86% Christian. Uh, Now it's obviously overwhelmingly Muslim. I believe the number is about 10% who are actually Christian now at this point. Uh, And he said, and that's my point tonight, things change. To the 2.3 billion Christians, uh, there can be no more sacred site than where their Savior was born, but they don't have it anymore, and yet there are no crusader armies that have geared up to take it back. He said, things things change, countries, boundaries, empires change. He said, Palestine was under the Ottoman Empire for 400 years, but today an Ottoman is something you put your feet under or you put under your feet. Uh, so he talked about how Christians have been relatively, you know, over for, for many, many, many years now, have been completely peaceful, despite the fact that Muslims now live in and occupy many of these holy spaces uh, for Christians, and you don't see them fighting back and taking it back. They lost and they've moved on. They're allowing the Muslim population to have those spaces, yet Hamas is not happy in any way with any victory unless they can have the entire country of yeah. Israel. It's the same with the Al-Aqsa Mosque there, too, in Old City, Jerusalem. Yeah. and. That is a that is a fantastic point. I'm I'm on, I've honestly never heard that made before. Maybe it has been yeah. made and I just missed it, but that is a that's a fantastic point. How do people in that region view Hamas? Cuz you know, we're talking about all of this persecution and they blame it Hamas always ends up blaming it on Israel. It's like, oh, it's their fault. All the suffering that you have there. What do they say about Hamas? Yeah, well, this is something actually that, Billy, you talked about this the other day on the podcast. So this this analysis from the Palestinian Center for Policy and Survey Research uh, that uh, oh, there's this widespread denial there that Hamas has committed any sort of atrocities against Israel. And there's even an uptick in Hamas's popularity. I mean, just to, to go over just a couple numbers that we could to rehash from last week, a majority of the residents, 72 percent, 
between Gaza and the West Bank. Uh, they believe that Hamas made the correct decision when they uh, invaded and attacked Israel. And then if you break it down geographically, it's 82% in the West Bank think that uh, Hamas made the right decision. And then 57% in Gaza think Hamas made the right decision. And then, of course, obviously, there are so many left-leaning Ivy League campuses around the United States that more often than not, we're seeing the students siding with Hamas and siding with Palestine rather than siding with Israel, which is the country that was attacked. So, And a lot of that, of course, like I said, is coming from left-leaning perspective. So Bill Maher as an atheist is making a great case for Christians. And as a progressive, he's making a great case for conservatives. So it'd be great if to see him come over, most importantly, obviously, to being a believer. But yeah. he's sounding more and more conservative as the days go on. Yeah, he does. And uh, it's funny because I, I think we've brought up Bill Maher from time to time. And you inevitably get people writing in and complaining, like, why are you giving a voice to this atheist? And it's, it's not because... It's just because it's no. I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but I think it's because it's notable that somebody with such a radically different worldview than us Christians can can see a lot of these truths that are playing out, and when most people are being Absolutely, blinded yeah. by politics, that, that's what's intriguing about it to me. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. No, I think that it's that idea that oh my goodness, you know, this person who I've disagreed with for so long is suddenly seeing some form of light, at least a little <laughs> bit of light. There's, yeah, the eclipse is lifted, and there's a little bit of uh, sanity there. But I think because to your point, Trey, we're seeing more and more of this with Bill Maher, and really what he's stating here is common sense. This shouldn't even be a Republican, Democrat, conservative, 100%. liberal thing. I mean, this is the reality of what has gone on with this situation. And I feel like there are very few situations in life there. I mean, there are a couple of others I can think of, but very few where reality is right there in front of us and we continue to choose the lie, right? We, yeah. People continue to say, no, 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 the sky is not blue. And so I appreciate people like him who I generally disagree with on so many other things, you know, being rational. Yeah. Yeah. For, and I think, you know, to your point, something that you had said, Billy, before we started uh, recording this is I think, the the biggest part that he's missing and so many others are missing is the spiritual component here that there's a spiritual blindness and i think that there's an evil that exists that's that's driving so much of this uh, and you know it's unfortunate that he's not getting that part uh, obviously right. but at least he's at least he's making a good logical point and maybe some liberals will be convinced by it i don't know yeah we'll see we'll see indeed but i appreciate you bringing this one to our radar today on the podcast, Trey. We're going to head over to the main thing now. And Billy caught up with actress Danica McKellar, who spent decades in the public eye after her breakout role in The Wonder Years. And she's on today's main thing to talk about her journey to Christianity. That's today's main thing. So one of the things about you and your story, you know, and you've been asked a lot about this the last year and a half or so, you talking about your faith and being really open about that. What, what was it like to open up? Because you could have been quiet about it. And even in the beginning, when it first happened, you were, you know, candidly sharing it in a really compelling way. Look, as soon as I got like? home, as soon as I got home from church, I went on Instagram live. Yeah, no, I had, I feel so blessed and I don't even... People have said, oh, you're so bold. It doesn't feel like bold. It doesn't feel like it requires courage or anything. It's so like when you experience something that is so beautiful and so wonderful and so life changing, you want everyone to feel that. There's no, yeah. you know, and my my preconceived notions of Christianity before I just, I know, and, I, and for people who haven't heard me tell my story, it's, it, it, I saw the Passion Play on Palm Sunday 
last last year. So it was April 10th of uh, 2022. And uh, it just hit me. Everything hit me. The Holy Spirit came to me. That's what my dad says happened. But it was like a wave of love and understanding hit me that that this desire that I've always had to try to do the right thing just because it's the right thing. And, and even when no one's watching, like, where does that come from? Where's, where, where's, where does where does that get rewarded? I guess is it for lack of a better term. Now that sounds wrong, but you know what I mean. There there's been something in me, and I've always I mean I've had uh, a sense of God in some you know shape or form, but my ideas of Christianity had been so colored by all the negative stuff you hear in the news. That's true. I mean, look, humans will corrupt anything they get their hand. Anything powerful is going to be corrupted, and I had really only seen all that stuff. I mean, that's what had, I thought, oh, well, and Christians are all like judgmental about other people and they're, and they're you know, and, and they cause wars and the inquisition <laughs> and like for thousands of years. Um, so, and, and that had clouded my vision and I just didn't get to see, oh, wait a minute. At its core, this is the most miraculous, amazing, incredible gift in the whole wide world. And I, I just want people to feel that, that they are not alone, that there's love for you at any time. And there's it's just, it's such a gift, such a gift. And I'm not eloquent about it yet, as you can well tell. You are. No, you oh, are. Well, and and, and I <laughs> think you. you are. I think you That's are. And, and actually, one thing I really respect about about you is, you know, I think I had reached out to you when it first happened and, and you you didn't just jump right into doing interviews about it. You waited in, until I feel yeah. like you are eloquent yes. about and it. You know I what? do. I wasn't ready to answer questions about it. I was ready to yeah. share my experience, but I wasn't ready to have a dialogue yet. So when I came, so after I saw the passion play and Candace Cameron Bure, who's also on Great American Family, she is the one who brought me to that uh, performance and and she gave me a Bible before that. Anyway, she's amazing. Um, and she was, um, she encouraged, because I was like, I wanted to like, talk about this, but I don't know anything. And I feel like I shouldn't be talking about it since I'm not, she goes, just share your experience. And on the drive home, I, I had this epiphany, like, oh my gosh, I had always thought of religion and Christianity as being restrictive and limiting somehow but instead i feel the most amazing freedom i was like i have to share this i have to tell people i have to tell people yeah but you. like it was i was like i can't believe this is even me talking about like i had to be in my 40s to have this revelation which is fine i mean it's all in god's timing it's whatever it was supposed to be but um but yeah i couldn't wait so i got home and i went on instagram live and you can still find it on there i guess i think it's april 10th it was somewhere around there um you can see me just like yeah. Just well, I, I so respected oh that, though. I, I so respected your approach to it, you know, sharing your experience and, you know, waiting to answer those questions. And you saying you're not eloquent. I want to correct you again, because I think you are. I think what you have said is really you know beautiful here about this experience. And, you know, we have a culture and a world that I think probably has you know, sold a lot of lies to people and, and they haven't seen that truth and, and experiencing it and being able to tell people about that love the way that you have is amazing. And so, I mean, you've kind of said it, but I want to ask you because, you know, just hearing you talk about this, how has this changed your life when you think about you before that April performance that you went to to view and you now? What What is different? Yeah. Um, I remember Candace saying, she goes, you know, life still is going to happen. Like, <laughs> you're not going to be happy every day. I'm like, no, no, I understand. What it has done, it, things still happen, but you know, we say pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. You hear that? Yeah. One of my favorite expressions. And that has, that's the difference. I find that bad things still happen, but I have a different way of dealing with them that takes away that optional suffering part to a large extent. 
all I have to do is remember. <laughs> it's like, oh wait, that's right. I'm not alone. Oh wait, that's right. I, I, there's a higher thing going on here where I don't, I don't have to figure everything out. That's not my burden. I get to mm. turn it over to God. I, I have a partner. I, I, it's, it's that this is something I'm going to need more time to figure out how to really express it. But that is the, the, the crux of it. And also, also, you know, I read the Bible every day now and I'm actually reading the entire Bible this year. Because wow. I, I was a math major. I like a good challenge. So I'm like, okay. And I remember Candace, so Candace had tried to describe the Trinity to me at um, like a lunch that we had after that, the church experience that I had. And, and she's like, well, and, and then she was on a podcast talking about how she had been telling me about the Trinity. She didn't name who she was talking about, but I knew she was talking about me. She goes, she's like, how do I explain this to, to her? She hasn't even read the Bible yet. And I was like, she's right. I haven't read the Bible. What do I do? So that was near the end of last, it was around this time last year that I heard her say that. And then there's a thing called the Bible recap. And so they start January 1st and it tells you what to read. I'm sure there are plenty of these, um, but this is just the one that I found. Uh, tells you what to read every day and it's in chronological order and then you listen to like a seven minute recap and I'm a very busy person so oftentimes not always but oftentimes I listen to the Bible on an app and it is the most comforting I found this one where the guy's voice is just really comforting I've heard James Joel Jones has one I mean I'm, I'm sure there's a gazillion of them out there but I just love it so much it's part of my morning routine and I and sometimes I can't I have to skip a couple days and, I ha and then I get to like do more like like binging, like binge watching a show. And I love that. I actually <laughs> really like, oh, ooh, I've got, I've got three in the queue and I get to like just really absorb it more. And uh, I'm going to do it again next year. But yeah, I'm on track to finish December 31st. All right. Thanks for that conversation there, Billy. And uh, she has, it's a great story in her uh, finding her faith and on track to get going and reading the Bible in a year after being convicted on that going, oh yeah, I haven't read it. But that's true for a lot of people. So that's really cool. Cool interview there. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. It's great to hear people like her speaking out so boldly. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to have time here on the podcast for one last thing. We're going to take a look at Psalm 4.8 in peace. I will both lie down and sleep for you alone. O Lord, make me dwell in safety. So I just think that's a, a great reminder of where we can lose that anxiety, lose that wonder, because you can, the Lord can give you that peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah, I love that. And and that's the peace we need in a crazy, crazy world. Yeah, for sure. I think going into Christmas, it's good to remember that there's one place we can get peace, right? It's from the Prince of Peace. Absolutely. All right. We're going to leave it there on this Tuesday edition of the Quick Start Podcast. As always, make sure you get on over to cbnnews.com and faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. And Lord willing, and that creek don't rise on us, we shall return tomorrow with more of the same. God bless. Have a fantastic rest of your Tuesday. <laughs>